Hello and welcome to the Number My Day for Men podcast, where we discuss all things man and God. I'm your host, DC. Join us in the fight for manhood God's way. Today, we are continuing the interview with Joel Forte. Please enjoy. So why do you believe in God? And how has your belief changed your approach to life? Well, being a Christian for as long as I've been, mm-hmm. I used to take some of this stuff for granted. But right. but there's certain things, certain things you just can't do if you're a follower of Christ. Not if you're someone who says you're a Christian, but if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ, there's just certain things you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. It changes your behavior. It changes how you love. Jesus Christ, at his root, what did he do? He came here to save the lost. There's a scripture where Jesus was looking over Jerusalem, and you can hear it in his voice, how I would have longed to gather you, Jerusalem, like a hen gathers its chicks. Christ wanted to bring Jerusalem to him. He wanted them to know he was the Savior, he was the Messiah, and they rejected him. But look at the love he had for them. So for me, it's how can I not have that same kind of love for his creation? How can I not have that same kind of love for the lost? And so I see my business as a light that has to function a certain way so that when I get the opportunity, I can share why I'm this way. It's Christ. I don't know if you've ever experienced seeing a a fellow employee come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. The light comes on. I have. Every place I've gone, I've seen that. So even at a, a place I was working where you had to be careful because there was it was a beauty industry and women dressed a certain way. How do you look at those women? I look them in the eye. I look nowhere else. Why? Because one day they may need me. And if I've been checking them out like every other guy, right. I've just invalidated my testimony. Right. And so and it's actually happened where they've come to me. My wife and I have led them to Christ. No, a football player in a financial planning practice. Hey, uh, I don't want to file a tax return in every state. Can I become your client? No, you can't. Because if you don't file that tax return in every state, ultimately they're going to catch up with you, but it's wrong. You need to. And that football player then ultimately coming to me and saying, I want you to be my financial planner. And then living a life, going to his games, but not indulging in his crazy parties. And then over a number of years, him saying, tell me about the man. What do you know about the man? And he knows the man himself. (laughs) He becomes a believer. Amen. So if you hear what I'm saying to me, that's what's most important. Yes. That's loving people so that they can come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Right now, live going on right now in my business, there's a person, an individual. A year ago, her view of God was, I don't think he exists. Mm. And if he does, he doesn't care about us. Mm. A year later, there must be a God. By the way, your wife and you have loved me and cared for me to the place where he's now attending church with us. Oh, wow. And now asking questions. Now reading the book, Case for Christ, mm. and questioning. How did that happen? Not because we're these great special people. Absolutely. We've just said, we're going to love you. Now, she obviously sees how we work our business. Mm-hmm. It has to be consistent. Yes. So I think that's the answer to that that question. How, does that answer how it's affected my life? Yes, it has. 
Uh, so what advice would you give a man struggling to fully commit his life to God? Well, a man who is struggling to commit his life to God, mm-hmm. I think it comes down to really, I may be oversimplifying it, but I think it comes down to one thing. Do you truly know who Christ is? Because I'll tell you this, the Bible says we were all sinners. We're like filthy rags when we look at ourselves and we look at God. And I know, just like everyone else out there, I could try to save myself. There's no way I could. <laughs> and Christ no way. sacrificed everything. He came down here. A lot of times when I talk to people uh, that don't know about Christ, I say, look at all these ants out here. You become an ant to save all, all those ants? They look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I said, well, in effect, that's what Christ did. He lowered sure himself. Did. He came down to this place, to these filthy people, mm-hmm. us, who most of us are going to reject him. And he came anyway and sacrificed deity and everything else to come down here. That's how much he loved us. And that's how much he cared. Mm. Now, I can tell you this. When I mess up, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, I'm so embarrassed because of what Christ <laughs> did for me. How could I? You know, you know I, I used to say as a kid, I'm not going to be one. I wouldn't have been one of those guys that would crucify him. I would have been trying to save him. Yeah. But look at me. Yeah. Look at my life. That's what put him on the cross. Yes. So in my mind, if I'm struggling to follow him, we all have struggles. We all have failures. And that's why First John says, if you sin, we don't want you to sin. But if you do, you have an advocate, Jesus Christ, who goes to the Father for you. You can ask for forgiveness and be forgiven. And boy, you better be doing that on a daily basis. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. But if a person is struggling in his commitment to want to commit to Christ, it's because he doesn't know Christ. Mm. Because anyone who knows Christ like that knows what Christ has done for you. The only thing you can do is say, I'll give my life to you, Christ. I may struggle with this or that, but my commitment is to you, Christ. Can you give us advice on being a godly man, husband, and a father? Yeah. Accountability. Hmm. The one thing that I can say about my wife and I is we've had godly friends around us our whole life, where our marriage Our life has been an open book to them. Hmm. I don't know how many times advice from a godly man has steered me in a different course. My wife has a really close friend that's been a friend of hers since we've been married. And my wife has the blessing and my total support to talk to that friend about anything dealing with us. Awesome. And that friend has called me up from time to time and said, you know, your wife is really thinking this. Boy, that has helped our marriage like crazy. Mm-hmm. Our daughters, our girls, they've grown up. All three of them are believers. All three of them are self-sufficient. Can't wait for them to get married so I can, I can have some grandkids. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of joke with them that one of these days, if somebody starts calling you from them, those uh, single sites, yes, I put your name on there. I listed, I hooked it, and I want, yes, I did it, because I'd like to have some grandkids one day. But I can tell you this, our girls, they knew the most important thing was we wanted them to know Jesus Christ as Savior. 
And we didn't surround them with just Christian friends. Mm-hmm. They had unbelieving friends that we'd be praying for, mm-hmm. that we would have a list for, that we want to see them get saved. But also, more importantly to that, when mom and dad was wrong, we went back and apologized to our kids. We were wrong. I can remember a couple incidents where I spanked and I was wrong because <laughs> I misread the situation. Mm-hmm. I had to go back to my girls and say, daddy was wrong. Mm-hmm. They will respect you even more because they see you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. They see you're flawed, but they see you're trying to follow Jesus Christ yeah. just as you're asking them to follow Jesus yes. Christ. The best advice I could tell parents, uh, fathers, mm-hmm. me, and I'm close to my daughters, grown-up daughters still love hanging around me, <laughs> is to be real and honest with them. Don't hide and think you have to be perfect in front of your children. You don't. You just have to be honest. And we were. As far as wife, Jordan uh, and I, we have very open, always have, always will, open discussions. When I was tempted by things, I would tell her prayer, very important, knowing we're on the same page when it comes to our walk with Jesus Christ, ultimately important. And then just being open to being wrong and being okay with that with your spouse on both sides. Very important as believers. Geraldine and I work together. A lot of spouses couldn't, but we keep that communication open at work. People see how we we interact. When we're upset at each other sometimes, people see that. Mm-hmm. And they see how we work that through, how we operate. So my biggest thing is we can't play games. We have to be honest and authentic with what we truly are. That would be my advice to dads and fathers out there. My children have seen me cry. They've seen when I've been stressed. They've seen when I haven't had the answer. And wow, the support you can get from your children when they know that. They won't disrespect you. They'll respect you even more. So do you have any last words? Well, you know me, I never have last words. <laughs> but my last word to to the guys out there is, and I'll say it again, I can't stress enough, we don't go it alone. Mm. We weren't built to do it alone. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to have a wife. But what it does mean is you got to have godly men in your life. I don't see how you walk this place alone. You have to have godly men and friends that can check you, that you allow to check you, meaning they see something in your life and they can be honest with you and tell you and you'll listen. I'm that to other men. There's men that are that to me. I, I think second to knowing Jesus Christ as your savior, knowing the word of God. It's one of the most important things that you can do if you want to live a life is growing and becoming holy and sanctified the way Christ has instructed us to become. After that, I would say a guy told me, how do you know what a mature Christian is? The Bible says it's not the knowledge, but it's the doing of the word that makes us mature. I was on an elder board years ago and an older guy said, you know, you want to see a, ma- a mature Christian? It's one who has grandchildren. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about physically. Mm-hmm. What he was talking about is that you've lived this word, you know this word, and you've loved this word. And so you've loved the people that God has placed in your life. So you've, you have been part of the birth of a believer. 
And then that believer has walked and now has birth, mm-hmm. been part of the birth of another believer. You just became a grandfather. I've never forgotten that. Wow. I guess some words I would give you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Any questions or comments, please email me at numbermyday at gmail.com and visit us at numbermyday.com to find out what we're all about and to join us in the fight for manhood God's way.